you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This episode is brought to you by Pitney Bowes. No matter what your small office needs or sends, Pitney Bowes SendPro C200 has you covered. The C200 lets you send mail and packages right from your desk. Plus, save three cents a letter and up to 39% off retail shipping rates. Start saving today and get a free 60-day trial of Pitney Bowes C200. Visit us online at pb.com slash around. That's pb.com slash around. Terms apply. See site for details. The Around the NFL podcast. Dinosaurs are back, and they are not happy. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined in a room that's filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, Kanye Fox, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, people? Hey, Dan. Hey. It's Thursday. Thursday show. Fresh and fresh as a daisy <laughs> after uh, attending the NFL <laughs> Talent Summit 2018. Big hit. I think it was a huge success. Whoa. Got to actually hang out with Matt Money Smith, who we just heard. Uh, what a guy. I mean, I felt that way before, but, you know, yes, I've met him before. I liked him then. I liked money. him this I liked him this week as well. And Money, who, if you don't know, does the, the vocal at the beginning of every episode. And, Mark, I thought you pointed out pointed out very well in your social media posting, which went up immediately. You can always count on Mark to get that thing out there quickly. <laughs> you pointed out the only person that's been on every edition of the Around the NFL podcast. Actually, um, a couple people, one very good friend of the show, a uh, friend of mine named, who listens to every episode named Eric Saez out in Minnesota, quickly texted me when that went up and said, not true. Matt Money Smith was not on the earliest episodes of this podcast. Oh. And I thought, well, this already has like 100 likes. Yeah. I'm not taking this down. I'm just going to roll no with it. Remembers. You know, Fake news, bro. 
I, I, I delivered incorrect news. Um, so good. And then so I got some tweets off that. It was like, oh, when are you going to have money on? We've asked money to come on the pod like 400 times. He has no it's interest. It's hard to do it. He's been on a couple of times. He's Our been podcast? On, yes, he has been on this show. I remember hearing specifically <laughs> oh, no. about oh. Austin Safarian Jenkins and Dale yeah. Buchanan when yeah, they yeah. were coming out for the draft. Like, Are we sure that wasn't the Damashek podcast? No, nah, he's been on this the was, show. It was like four years. Maybe I was in rehab at the time. Maybe I was at <laughs> yeah. Promises uh, in that's, Malibu. Well, that's happened a couple times, Dan. So, we're like 700 know. shows deep. You can't remember. Yeah, that's true. It's hard to catalog <laughs> every single one. Uh, yeah, so the summit uh, is this event that's held right by the beach in Santa Monica at a beautiful hotel where everyone that has any type of on-camera presence at NFL Network, uh, all under the same roof, including all the bosses, of course. And it's kind of, Greg, how would you... Uh, how would you describe it? It's more it's kind of like a big old town hall with a lot of different aspects to it. It's like going to college with everybody because you're sitting in almost like classes. It feels like because but, there's a lot of talks and like you got to be quiet and pay attention and take notes. If Sometimes I, you get in trouble. Exactly. Suspect, other than like the, the, the views on some of the talent rooms, you know, were nicer than most hotels. I bet it's pretty typical for like a normal like annual corporate get together. It's just a lot of like. 30-minute talks that a lot of the room isn't paying super close attention. Like Deion Sanders isn't at most of these. Well, that's what I was – yeah, I mean, like – I'm saying, but the rest of it is kind of like, okay, then there's some breakout groups, and it's a lot of just sitting there and listening while people are talking at you. But having had like 25 corporate, hideous corporate jobs, they they do – they love to do those things. You go to them, and you're sitting next to like Vince from accounting. In this case, you have Michael Irvin three feet to your right. You have Deion Sanders to your left, and – Kurt Chris, Warner, Chris Wesseling of all people. Chris Wesseling. Sitting next to Wes. But, you know, go I ahead, I was Connie. in between Terrell Davis and Tiffany Blackman. Nice pairing. It's a star-studded group up front there. Uh, Jane Slater, our Cowboys reporter. She was my buddy uh, sitting next to her. And But, you know, we name all these people. But, Wes, there was only one MV- – there could only be one MVP of the summit, and it's a back-to-back winner. Al Riveron. Al Riveron. <laughs> Al Riveron gave a command performance like – a bullfighter, you know, Hemingway watching a bullfighter. You, I was disappointed that like people didn't throw roses afterwards. <laughs> Al is the senior VP of officiating, as you probably know. He he took over for Dino Blandino holding the Xbox controller. Gets a lot of gets a lot of heat from fans, but also internally. So they do this thing every year where they have Al come in and talk to all the talent, explain the new rules to give us a better idea of it. And Al just has complete command of the room. And he was so great last year. I kind of liken it to when the Beatles dropped Revolver and then Sergeant Peppers in 66 and <laughs> Came out of nowhere last year. We just yeah. had no idea what we were going to get. So maybe the Beatles isn't a perfect ex- ex- uh, example. But the, the fact that you could just deliver absolute greatness in back-to-back years, he just shutting down people. whenever. And we're talking about legends of the game when they tried to get up in his grill, had an answer for everything. This man is a good. Well, man the role is not for a wilting flower. I mean, he is sort of. I feel like I'm watching like a lost episode of of The Sopranos with the way he kind of <laughs> operates in a Tony Soprano manner. But he's an alpha male, and he is going you know punch for punch with Hall of Fame football players who are coming at him hard about rule changes and you know videos we're watching of tackles and stuff. And he's just like one one. One win after the other for Riveron. And, and I think Sessler, uh, we had a big group chain going during this whole summit. And I think Sessler was the one who pointed it out that Riveron shut down an entire group of, of whisperers at a table just with oh, a look. Oh, just with a look. 
It was insane. It's, just the glam. It has that it kind of power. Don't try to change the topic or, or get in some long-winded <laughs> question that's not really about yeah. – uh, you know the rule that we're talking. Like, we got to move on. You know who you are, people. Oh, yeah. and, you know there was. He's a, he's going to shut you down. And he's going to move on to the next there was person. A, a specific example, and we couple. will not reveal the identity of the individual because we don't want to do that. Because this is we ultimately do, but a we private won't. event. Uh, but one very well-known, prominent media personality stood up and tried to change the direction of the conversation, like we're saying, to the point where this person made their point, stood up, and then went to hand the microphone to some other people to try to change the direction of it all. And Riveron, with a wave of the hand, we're not going to do that. (laughs) And that person sat down and was not heard from or seen from for the rest of the event. (laughs) He's so manly, he makes Ron Swanson look like... uh, a sniveling Cub Scout. I'm actually really sad that Riveron was not involved in the improv portion of yeah. the summit. Well, let's get to that. Before we get to we got some news and we got uh, a very special guest to do a little World Cup talk. And then, of course, uh, we all know what's coming up at the end of the show. Dave Ely uh, sitting at 291. Uh, 290 to one long shot odds to be Wes's best man (laughs) at uh, Wesseling's upcoming nuptials in 2019. He will get a chance to make a formal pitch to Wes. That's coming up today. But I thought maybe we do a quick winners and losers of the NFL Media Summit. And uh, I think a a good place to start, Colleen, was uh, a new event this year. They brought in a dude from the UCB, the Upright Citizens Brigade, which is an improv comedy troupe. And um, first of all, Colleen. Speaking of MVPs, hey, winner. amazing winner, thank you, Colleen thank you. Wolf, who, you know, so much great improv talent was, uh, you know, unmasked at this event. But the history is very much here. But Colleen in a type of a worried association game that Mark actually also took part uh, with, with several other famous people. You really stood out. So a big winner. Thank you. I, I think that I've finally overcome my fear of public speaking. And that and and I've just realized it at that moment. I was really nervous. I didn't want to go up there. And then it ended up being like... You had the toughest assignment. You and MJ yeah. followed you in basically your same role. Of, of all the people that went up there, you were asked to do the most difficult. Well, thing. explain basically what you had to do. It was a faux TED Talk that we had to do on a topic that interested us. But we had producers, quote unquote, three of them who sat, who were near us and had to basically put words on a whiteboard that we had to work seamlessly into our TED Talk. But you've taken an improv class, I learned afterwards. So, yeah, I have. Cheater. Know, that was a little bit of a... Cheater. I, we I do that. We'd uh. be remiss if we didn't point out money Play by play. Oh, that was my favorite. Was he did money right. was just and a natural it, with Stacey Dales. They yeah. did, and who was it? It was Mooch. Was the uh, he was had to pretend he was washing folding clothes, and it was money and Stacey Dales were doing the play by play and color for it, and it was so funny. They actually had Schreger washing clothes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Mooch yeah. Was, uh, uh, brushing cleaning. his teeth. Brushing your teeth and also vacuuming. Yes. Anyway, it's all silly as it sounds. But that great. Colleen, I thought, narrowly edging money, who was fantastic as well as the MVP there. Any other winners and losers anybody want to throw out? I have a few, but I'm curious what you guys think. Ooh. I, I'll throw one out at the very end. A sneaky winner. Mm-hmm. Mm. I would call myself a loser. Um <laughs> In the sense that we, we've talked about this a little bit. <laughs> well, it, it it really came to light at the very end of the conference and really more so um, after I had left and found myself uh, looking at my phone. And we had a big group photo 
taken. <laughs> and if you've probably seen it, if you're if you checked out our Twitter accounts or anything at this point, every single NFL media person uh, put it on social media the same exact time. By the way, yeah. but long story short, we were up on this stage, and I'm not a, sh- a tall guy, so it's like I was stuck behind a bunch of like pro football players and just generally tall people. So I squirt squirted around the crowd to kneel down. And at, desperate. Like, and I was like, I got to get in this photo. I got to get in this picture. So I snuck around and kind of kneeled down at the corner of the stage. But little did I know, Mike Garofolo, NFL Network (laughs) reporter, um, was positioned near me. And I didn't think anything of it at the time. But the way the photo comes out, he had his like left leg poised high up on the stage. Like a Captain Morgan pose. A Captain Morgan pose where he essentially has, you know, his midsection just like sort of shoved into my face. His voice. Right. In in some countries you're now his child right it was a total power move. He you. you know as 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 alpha male as al riveron might have appeared the photo has me looking very much in the opposite end of the spectrum just sort of poised near this man with his open groin area in my face you have an elven grin on too wow. that and and wow. scott hansen was sitting on stacy dales's lap essentially on her leg you have west like just west's head appearing over rich Eisen's shoulder very bizarre looking moment the picture is posing. amazing <laughs> Done posing. What? The, um, stop with the posing. Another, Just capture people in their authentic moments. Another loser, not you, Mark, but connected to people that know your situation. People who thought that getting you and Jim Trotter under the same roof to square away your mm. beef about the Pro Football Writers Association, you being turned turned away on account of your NFL media connection. Right. Thought you were going to maybe confront Jim, but that didn't happen. I talked to him once, and he was he was pretty delightful, so I didn't feel like it would have been the right vibe to go down that road in the middle okay. of like a crowded hallway. A winner, Greg Rosenthal. NFL Network's Greg Rosenthal sitting in the front That's, row. Uh, one small step for man. <laughs> one giant... What in the hell? <laughs> Is that NFL Network's Greg Rosenthal? <laughs> front row. That you, was on you your radar like, right away. You were saying the front row was a, was a, a positive thing? Cause I, I think I, so. It's I better put, than the back Greg row. wasn't happy about it. It's tough. Colleen to, was right in the front too. Colleen was right in the front. It's tough. But to Colleen text. hosts like fourteen shows. It's a good. Right, but I don't think the rankings of it wasn't like ranked in importance. It's like Dion saying like all the all the big time people were not in the front row. Okay. Fact. Okay. Fair enough. Right? I thought it looked good. Mm-hmm. You're right in front of like uh, the head of our ho- company the whole time, and that only means you, it, you, you know, have good. to be paying attention the whole time though, which is very yeah. tough. We had that. an old unlikable boss who had that comedy made about the newsroom. What was it? It was. Uh, you have to pass the eye, you know, you want the eyeball test, was it? You want to always be seen. I don't remember this, but, you know. <laughs> you're such a careerist. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I honestly don't. I, I, I know who you're talking about, but pretty much anything you said is long gone from my memory. Okay. Uh, another winner. Um, stay, if you got to stay at the hotel, we obviously drove to the proceedings or Ubered because we're right here in L.A. Uh, the talent that got to fly in got to stay at this luxury hotel. And for the men specifically, after the Tuesday uh, portion of the event wrapped up and led to the happy hour uh, dinner uh, fest, all those guys, they went up to their hotel rooms and they changed into their cool shirts and maybe picked up their shades and returned to the bungalow bar area. Yeah, that's true. Big I was win- Emma, we didn't get a chance to do that. Very much a I class d- system scenario there. I came prepared. <laughs> I mean, Schrager comes back downstairs and he looks like Fonzie. It's like it was yeah. a whole transformation. It was a nice That's power true. move. Yeah. A lot of power moves. That was another wave of power movements mm-hmm. by these uh, media types. Um, that's about all I got. It was nice. Those though. were good. It's good. It's fun. Oh, and 1775 Hank, by the way. Henry Hodgson, his family's away right now. 
And what have we seen from Henry since his family left? Uh, he came to your house, Wes. Stopped by, had a drink. Built a desk with oh, you? Yeah, built my desk really? for me. Yeah. The next day, what do you see, Mark? Well, I did see some family members with him, so I'm not sure if he was in full 1779. Right. But he was. I, I, I took my family on a Father's Day hike, and like out of nowhere, as I'm texting <laughs> you guys, hearing about him coming over to your place, out of the forest comes Henry gallivanting with his children. <laughs> I just thought, this guy's everywhere. <laughs> oh, so maybe he didn't have full freedom yet. But then He, he looked was, free to me. And but, then he was on fire at the, uh, at the party, the after yes. party, staying late and you know, having a good time. That's why I call him 1775 Hank because it's the year before things get tightened up. This is the old Henry oh. we didn't get to see. He closed it down. He rode home with me and Lakeisha. What a man. Yeah. yeah. And you wanted to put a bow on it, Wes? A, a little sneaky winner. The Around the NFL podcast was mentioned maybe for three seconds of the whole two days, but you would think that would make you a loser, but here's why we're a subtle winner. Okay, let's see this. The point was driven home. The entire raison d'etre for the the network to exist is access to players. The, The name of the show is Total Access. This point was driven home. We have zero access to players, and we've been on the air for almost six years. That makes us a sneaky winner. We've been able to exist in a place that only exists for access Don't let them to know this. Plus, <laughs> it's plus also, with far it's more listeners than the way. other shows. Reason Dieter, right. Yeah. Plus with, with far more listeners than the other shows who have ex-players on him. Okay. One real quick sneaky winner attached to that. In the very brief time we were mentioned of the hundreds of episodes we've done together and the, and the tons of photos that have been piled up of our show in this studio and in remote locations, the only photo they chose <laughs> of our group oh, no. was when we were with Little Debbie. And yes. I, I did hear behind the scenes that there was some someone somewhere was partially convinced that that was just Colleen <laughs> dressed up like a rapper. It feeds into guys. That, it's me. That longtime conspiracy theory that Lil Deb- Debbie is not a Oakland-based rapper, rap artist. Mm. It's in fact just Colleen it's just wearing Colleen. Raiders uh, gear and with hoop earrings. I, I busted out laughing when they <laughs> when they put that on the slide. <laughs> um, all right. So there you go. That was the Media Summit. Great times. One last thing on that. I've compiled yes, this list of Corpo buzzwords from... Oh, yes. Would you like me to sprinkle them in? Oh, my God. That? Really? Oh, yeah. Yes. Do you want to try Please. to speak... Uh, speak I thought you were going to talk about the catch rule. No, just, no, no. I'm just happy that Riveron talked about the catch rule. It, your head didn't explode. I thought the catch... I'm, okay. I'm happy with where the catch rule is at. You know what I'm nervous about? About getting back to Riveron for a second. He explained now if you're a quarterback and you dive forward. It used to be if you slide. That was messy. They mark oh, you yeah. down as soon as you hit uh, and you don't get forward progress until you get touched. Now that rule applies if you dive forward, which I think is going to cause a or lot if you of trip. trouble. Like if you just lose or trip. balance. Like, like it's the not Matt Ryan uh, video that they there kept were, showing. Yes. <laughs> there were some rule, like rules takeaways that when they really went over the kickoff, I, it really hit me how incredibly different it's going to be yeah. and how many different rules are involved. And all I was thinking as a as a Pats fan was like, Belichick is going to find the holes in this. Oh, game. he's going to. Because there's a lot going <laughs> yeah. on there and there's no one that knows special teams more than him. And it's like completely different rules that I think he'll he'll take it. He's going to slice and dice for sure. He's going to enjoy it. And, but- and they're really trying to save the kickoff. I, people think it's inevitable that the kickoff's going away, but I think they are dead set on figuring out a way to keep it. Wes, let's hear some corporate buzzwords before we get to the news. Number one, piggy bank of credibility. Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you got to have a piggy bank of credibility or else uh, when you need to take something out, you won't have anything left. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. exactly the meaning. Yep. Keep it platform agnostic. Mm. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah, you know, if you have a podcast, don't think this is only going out to ears. It's also going out to eyeballs. I like that one. What else we got? <laughs> Understand the power of unstructured data. Oh, yeah, obviously. Yep. <laughs> well, we knew that. Makes my That's eyes That's in bleed. the steel trap now. <laughs> what else? <laughs> Pulling on levers in the marketing funnel. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just a little confusing. I'm gonna be honest. With you. I'm just a little confused by that one. I felt bad for the the marketing section of it because like everyone went to the bathroom when that started. It was just like a, a sea of tough people sell. standing it's up. A tough sell. What else we got, Wes? As somebody who's been at the tip of the spear of this process, oh, no. <laughs> just doesn't seem yeah. right. That was one of my favorites. What does that mean, by the way? I think you're at the point the of pain. You've been you've yes. been at the point. Oh, of- I like that. Oh really? I thought it would mean you've been at the point of pain. No, I and- think I think you're right. Oh, Is okay. it like being in the we're in the jackpot? I think the opposite of you're the in jackpot. the jackpot now. It's like being in the crucible. Like you you're the one who's the spear is yeah. cutting. What else we got was casual in Jan Feb drop, not in January February. Jan in Jan Feb. Feb. <laughs> Back in Jan Feb. Jan Feb. Okay, abbreviations. I like that. Yeah. What else? <laughs> Saves time. This is great. In relation to. Our unexpected growth in 2016-17 at a time when the TV industry itself Mm -hmm. is regressing. Very nice year for the network. We are defying gravity. Oh, (laughs) yeah, we are. That's very That's right. We should start using these. Let's try to use these throughout. Okay. Please. I need a list. (laughs) What else we got? I I think that's about it. Hopefully, I'm not sounding like the fun police was one of the. No, you, you missed just a couple. There's no way to silver bullet this. Oh, no silver bullets. Yeah. No silver bullets. And X, Y, and Z. Yes. X, Y, and Z. I didn't want to go X, Y, Z. Okay. Might offend some of our British listeners. Let's do some news. <laughs> we're Mississippi State fans. We're so excited to be here in Omaha at the College World Series. The sacrifices that we personally made to be here are incredible. My wife's boyfriend sold his prosthetic leg on Craigslist to afford me the opportunity to be here. But they get alone time, and I get a chance to be in Omaha. <laughs> I saw this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lindsay, you want to provide a little background there? Yeah, I was just a Mississippi State fan talking about going to the College World Series. <laughs> it's good to catch up with him. I like that justified it so well. It was like, listen, he loses the leg, but he gets private time. Would your wife's boyfriend do that for you? I don't know. That's quite a... Greg, you wear the pants <laughs> in, in your scenario. How would, that, how would that play out? I would need, I would need new pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you wear the prosthetic leg in your relationship? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start with big news out of Tampa and bad news for the Buccaneers and their fans. ESPN's Adam Schefter reporting that Jameis Winston will be suspended three games for violating the league's personal conduct policy um, at the time of his taping. The league hasn't made it official, but Schefter has the report on this. This is connecting to an incident in March of 2016 uh, where Winston, Winston allegedly groped an Uber driver. So... Um, he uh, has not faced any charges uh, w- connected to the incident, but as we've learned in the NFL, uh, the the legal justice system and the NFL justice system exist mutually, so uh, exclusively of each other. So there's no – did I say that right? You did, exclusively. Yes, exclusively. So – they could still do it, and the NFL has decided to punish Jameis Winston, so I'm sure, Greg, an appeal is coming here. But Winston, as of now, looks like he's heading toward a ban to start the season. Terrible news for the Bucks, especially when you look at their schedule. Right off the bat, they face the Saints, Eagles, and Steelers. It's a playoff run. 
they all won their divisions. And I don't, I don't tend to put too much into strength of schedule for the season. And who knows how these teams are going to look. But at least just just for the, the teams that they played last year, it is literally the toughest three-game stretch in the Super Bowl era in terms wow. of strength of schedule. <laughs> the next closest... The, the 76 Patriots had a very tough uh, three so, stretch to start. So it's about as tough as I remember that team. So if the, if he if his appeal doesn't work, this is basically saying if that three game stretch, you are not going to have your breakout season that everybody thought that you might have last year. And now we like I think the Bucks are strong this year, but I won't pick them to make the playoffs with that three game stretch it, it, to open. I agree, and you have a coach in Dirk Cutter. I think is the one guy you outside of Hugh Jackson. That you wonder why he's even still there after what happened last year. That that he was already on shaky turf, and now you open the year with this rugged schedule and you're without your starting quarterback. Ryan Fitzpatrick Ryan in Fitzpatrick. three shootouts, possibly. And it, Ryan Griffin will have a chance to win that job, I think, in training camp. He he had a chance a year ago. Uh, a couple things. One, he could get it reduced, maybe down to to one or two games. Who really knows? Like that's a possibility. Two, football's a complicated game, Wes. As you know, like removing Winston to me doesn't remove any chance they have to win. Ryan Fitzpatrick, for all his problems, went two and one as the start the, the Bucks won two out of three games with Fitzpatrick as a starter. And you can do the that's math. Fair. We're not very good with Winston as the starter. Fitzpatrick in one of those games looked great. The other, one of them he looked terrible. It was kind and of we, we know what experience. Fitzpatrick can do when he's on. I mean my, my you say Ryan Griffin could win the job. I I feel like he'd have to blow them away and really. I know they like him, but they'd have to. He'd have to really earn yes. their trust to start the season ahead of Ryan they, Fitzpatrick. They like him enough to cut him, which they, they've done before. Well, they. I'm only saying that because at the time that he had a season-ending injury a year ago, the belief in Tampa was Fitzpatrick was not going to make the team, and that Griffin was going to be the backup. I would still think Fitzpatrick is the favorite. He got hurt, as I recall, on right. Hard Knocks last season. And let's face it. We should have seen this coming because Ryan Fitzpatrick always finds a way into the lineup at some point in every NFL season, and it will be this way until the end of time. Don't, it's going to happen again. Dan, you're the hard knocks guy. I mean, the league has to be counting its blessings that this isn't the year the Bucks are on hard knocks with this mm. simmering. Well, he would have still been part of the whole. It's just a it's a it's a bizarre narrative because they, right. he was a very celebrated character in, in that four oh, or five week true. stretch. It's point. interesting too that this story has been so under the radar. It's two years old. He was someone that came into the league uh, with some concerns about you know what he had done Absolutely. at the college level, and now at a, in a really big year for both Dirk Cutter, who's trying to keep his job. And Jameis Winston, who I think is going to get that second contract, but we talked about it on this podcast. Like this is this is a year he's got to kind of step up, and there's a lot of great players around him on offense in Tampa. And I'm not right. sure our audience knows how long the long arm of the NFL law is that they have connections. Most people in their security department are former military, high up CIA, FBI. They have connections in every city. They found something on Jameis Winston here. He did something wrong, and that's why he's suspended. And uh, our own reporting from Rap Sheet uh, at the time of this taping that Winston has not been notified of, of his suspension, but the expectation is that he's off the field several games. And the next circumstance, if there is one for Winston, and, and let's face it now, there is a pattern of behavior going back to college with this guy. You can't rule anything out. It would be a one-year suspension. So Winston and the Bucks. Um, are going to have to deal with this, and it probably won't be pleasant. Moving on, Cleveland Browns quarterback and number one overall pick, Baker Mayfield, uh, went through the Fox car wash um, today, Thursday, and uh, a part of one of his stops was on Colin Cowherd's show on 
Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Coward, apparently I'm not a big coward guy in terms of following his career or his active work, but apparently he's been critical of Mayfield uh, for some time uh, leading through the draft process and you know, having issues with some of Mayfield's off-the-field dealings and also the way he carries himself on the field at Oklahoma, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, Mayfield goes on Coward's show, and during the conversation, Coward decides to run a clip of a Oklahoma touchdown from last season in which after throwing the pass for the score, Mayfield runs in the other direction and away from the celebration with teammates. Cowherd tries to go after Mayfield, and Mayfield uh, returns fire. I don't like this. I'm going to tell you right now. How come you're not what? Where are you going over there? Our band is over there. Our student section's right there. And then straight back to our sideline. What about your teammates? Did you watch the rest of the game? I watched the whole game. <laughs> you did? So you saw me celebrate with my teammates like the three touchdowns before that too? I don't like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. You pulled the one clip of me running right there to our fans and people that traveled well to that game, first of all. And then you didn't show the rest of the clip of me going to our sideline? No, no, no. You go, well, you no, have to go to the sideline. You you're not going to go yeah. to the hospital. Well, where are you going to go after the touchdown? You're not going to go. Well, you're uh, acting like I just ran away from everybody. Well, you did, but then you came back and circled to the sideline. This is a, what is a five-second clip of yours showing me, and then I'm off the screen right there? I'd like you to be with your teammates. I'd watch the rest what? of the game. I was. Thanks, Dad. And you, think, you would think Colin Coward sensing that um, – Baker Mayfield was prepared for this and kind of shut you down, would back up. But I guess Coward at that point in the moment was a little in too deep, so he didn't give up. Oh, I know you went back to the sideline. No, no, no. I'm, go Watch the other touchdowns. I got very excited on that one. So you think my accusation that this doesn't this isn't fact, great. I feel like you're going for the fact that I'm not a team guy. I'm selfish. Is that what you're shooting at right here? Or what? Um, it is a – no, I don't think that. I think you – I think sometimes your judgment's – just a tad off, and I think the NFL is a judgment league because the, the game is so fast. Mm-hmm. You have to make the windows get really, really tight and really, really small. You got to make decisions really, really fast. <laughs> in college, in the weeds. you got that Orlando <laughs> Brown guy, got a little yeah. more time. I don't love that decision. I don't love it. The celebration? Do you I, see what people do in the league now, celebration wise? Hip thrusting, not a fan. <laughs> oh, my God. Your thoughts were. Well, that doesn't surprise me. I like when they drafted him, because in the past, I felt I've immediately, without any logic fallen head over heels for Colt McCoy. I named my child Colt. I mean, let's that let's start with that scenario. Uh, I, I, well, great that, kid though. It's a good kid and a and good a great name. name. It's a good name. But like, um, I fell for Brandon Whedon before he played, and it's like I've been really cautious this time around with Baker Mayfield. It's like I'm just gonna let this unfold as a Browns fan, the way naturally. Let me see what he actually does on the field. But there's something I've noticed following him, especially on Instagram, where he's he does a lot of Instagram story. His girlfriend Emily Wilkinson, who's like got her whole own life of her own, and she's incredibly smart, is posting about him. And the two of them, like, they're, uh, he is a guy's guy. I love this dude. I love his whole persona. When you at when you go and dig into this thing that Coward's trying to go after him on, his teammates loved him. They adored him, and I totally buy the fact that he, that that was a road game. Those fans traveled to that game, and he went up first to them, to the band. He was he was, it was all, one touchdown out of like one six. Out, and yeah. I just I think it's it's like you're digging for this. And Baker Mayfield, who has been hearing this for months and months, will not put up with it. I, I really like the makeup of him. I think he is a fascinating guy, and I know the whole pre-draft process kept dinging him and focusing on how great other quarterbacks were and stuff. It's like, we're getting different types of personalities oh, playing no quarterback. I mean, you're, you're making the point, Mark, that I think Cal Coward and a lot of other people got paid uh, and uh, had their careers 
jump or just had some of their best radio because Johnny Manziel was such a disaster. Mm. So it's like you see what what he's trying to do in this instance, and it's like, well, you're trying to make him Manziel, but they're not the same people. It's not the same situation, and I think Mayfield handled himself incredibly well. I think our favorite quarterbacks over the years are swashbucklers. They have daring do, as Johnny Unitas once said, I wasn't a quarterback until I could tell my coach to go to hell. That's the type of personality we want in a quarterback, and Baker Mayfield has it in spades. I, he has my favorite personality of any young quarterback mm. in football. Coward's just pulling all the curmudgeon levers at this point. Because, like, you, you hear what he's saying, and you're like, well, like, he just sounds like such well, a, he just, a, like, you, he says, I want you to be with your teammates. And then he starts telling Baker about what the NFL is like. The windows get smaller and things get, like, had what? nothing to do with that. At that point. And he was, but he also, said, like, it's like this dad who thinks he should be making judgments on a behavior of, like, a quarterback. It's, well, it's absolutely outrageous. But it's just one of many things that he's probably said on his four hours of radio that you have to fill up with something, and you end up just trying to create characters like Dan said. It's like, sure. okay, this is the bad guy. This is the good guy. And most of it is total nonsense, and it's refreshing to hear an intelligent young quarterback come and point out that nonsense. He showed up. To the, to the interview, I mean, he came ready to go. This wasn't just happened to come up. Baker Mayfield came to the interview with a sweatshirt that said, in quotes, undraftable on it, which was in reference to what Colin Coward had called him previously. And so he came just wanting to knock him down. I love it. I love the that he keeps tabs on all of the slights against him. The most it's egregious honest. part from Coward's point of view is it's disingenuous. He doesn't even believe what he's saying. Like yeah. he, he mm-hmm. It's totally playing up drama for a radio show. And then you're really just encouraging like the worst of human instincts if you do that because you know that there there is a section of fans who think they can read Baker Mayfield and think he's not a good teammate because they saw that one play and he's just playing up to them it's it just a, good radio though i will i'll give him that he it's good radio on Baker Mayfield's side right but he but i would never listen to that radio host again i would also say not not to, not to defend coward but coward badmouth mayfield and then at least had the guts to have him on the show. And then came and, at him with a lack of good faith in well, his own argument. He probably had to have him on the show, though, because isn't Baker Mayfield's documentary, docuseries, coming out on Fox? I'm, listen, I don't know. I don't know the in, internal workings. I'm just saying, I think it worked out for everyone because we get to talk about it and we get to see a side of Baker May- Mayfield we like and Coward gets thinking And that's in the Browns. Yeah. And when they, when they took him number one and everyone thought, oh, the Browns, They've messed up this draft. You you obviously needed to go with quarterback X, Y, or Z, and you went with Baker <laughs> yes, Mayfield. Ding, ding. Well, here's the thing. They talked about number one. They loved his mental makeup and who he was and who they got to know over that process. So it's like we're seeing it play out. I kind of it gives me a little bit more trust the, in what they what they yeah, did. I here. mean, and, and frankly, like they weren't the only team. I think the Jets, right. Jets, if the reports are accurate, they wanted Baker Mayfield. There were many teams that did. The the media, we we were slow to know that. Yep. The uh should have taken Sam Darnold, though. He's going to be. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll figure that out. Baker Mayfield, nice little personality. He's going to be a great analyst. We'll figure that out in week three. He's going to be a great analyst. <laughs> no, I'm rooting for Baker Mayfield. Uh, I am. I really do. You know that. I hope he, he kicks ass. Well, we are looking for yeah. a massive AFC power shift that has exactly. the Patriots going about 2-14 and 14, nine years in a row and the Jets and Browns meeting in the AFC title game nine years in a row. Exactly. Platform exactly. agnostic. Uh, finally in the news. That doesn't even make that, sense. I don't get a ding for that one. I just sort of shoved that in there. <laughs> There's no silver bullet to getting the Jets. That's true. Oh, That's, true. Back. That's true. That but, hot take uh, could be platform agnostic, though. You know, you could put that anywhere. Like in Jan Feb, probably, is best. Um, 
Uh, finally, in the news, I, I I didn't realize this. It makes sense that uh, Monday Night Football, ESPN, rebooting the whole thing. That included uh, parting ways with poor Jerry Austin, who was overwhelmed for several years as the rules analyst on that program and routinely uh, seemed to, like the, what Mike Garofolo did with you, Mark, is what Gruden did to Austin for years on that program, which may, surprised me that he joined the Raiders in an advisory role, uh, Jerry Austin. He's out really? of the picture. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Gruden hired him. Yeah. yeah. So they must have been buddies. He took a consulting huh. role with the Raiders. Jerry Austin always seemed vaguely surprised that he was on television. Yes. You know what I mean? They would like... <laughs> Not a great him. quality. They would like go to him and he'd be like, whoa, whoa. We get, we <laughs> like, like, wait. That movie, 50 First Dates with Drew Barrymore, where every day, like, she didn't remember anything. Yes. That was Jerry Austin every time I threw it to him. He was like, wait, why am I here? <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was always like a moment of like, oh, we're doing this. Oh, huh? okay. <laughs> anyway, so Jerry Austin's out. Someone else had to be hired and reportedly, this according uh, to... Who did report this? Football Zebras? Yes. All right. Reported that Jeff Triplett, who retired six months ago after a, a fairly disastrous playoff game that ended his career, uh, he's slated to join ESPN as a rules analyst along with Joe Tessitore and Jason Witten in the booth. Uh, that is a – Football Zebras also learned that the NFL specifically steered ESPN to hire Triplett. Interesting. Uh, he'll replace Jerry Austin, who was there since 2012. This led to a lot of, you know, derision, some sniping on uh, social media because Jeff Triplett, uh, West, did not have the greatest reputation as an official. If you could draw up, like, the perfect candidate to never have this opportunity, it would be Jeff Triplett. He's unqualified in just about every way. <laughs> he, first of all, Al Riveron, the best part of the Al Riveron discussion was him acknowledging and pointing out I don't have to tell you guys we're in the entertainment business. This isn't about being on the camera too long for for an official or being under the hood too long. Get it over with. Make fewer calls. Get the entertainment out there. Jeff Triplett had like a secretariat-like lead on every other official for players kicked out, penalties thrown, most time on camera, most mistakes. Jeff Triplett... Also, never made a confident call in his life. When he makes a call, he bumbles the wording. He can't get it out. He can't communicate. And now they're going to ask him to explain calls that he couldn't explain when he was doing the job. He was also on the grassy knoll in Dallas in 63. Oh! <laughs> He's going to make Mike Carey look like Walter Cronkite. <laughs> so you don't like the hire. He's just totally. <laughs> I mean, it's like if you could. Wait, wait. I just, I, if you're ESPN and you're in a meeting, you're like, well, who would be the worst one we could have to do this? Triplet? Well, why not? It's, why not? Let's try it. It's a controversial hire. I can't wait to see it because I feel like it is going to be just a giant dumpster fire. I, now That's I like entertaining it. to me. I now like it just for the Wes angle. Yeah. <laughs> We've got Wes fired up. because yeah, Mark it, pulled it, up, or I found an old tweet of, of Mark's <laughs> Oh no! from September 2017. Best subplot of this night, Chris Westling's unhinged disdain for Jeff Triplett and his yeah. overly official. Yeah, we've oh, this been here before. For years. That's when we've you been, were, this that was perfect. right after my surgery when you guys were at at our apartment watching the oh, game. That's right. And I was probably just going off on triplet in like a post-cancer haze. This is perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, this couldn't be That only better. got 11 retweets. I think that needed more attention, that tweet. <laughs> wow. That, uh, so there you go. Triplet reportedly taking over for Austin and Chris Wessling is going to be following this extremely I mean, closely. I already have a list of reasons not to watch ESPN. Yeah. So this, add this I mean, Wes typically covers Monday Night Football for the site, so... Oh, yeah. this you know, this will be an interesting. You're not, you're not, not watching it. 
I mean, you think I track <laughs> kicker battles closely? Wait oh. till you watch West tracking every time they throw it to triplet. I do. Whoa. I mean, I think you underestimate my ability to, to not watch stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. That's what's happening in the news. All right. We promised a very special guest, a mystery guest. Um, but of course, if you're a longtime listener to the show and you know that these guys don't really know their soccer, they, they, they don't know nothing. Who, us? No yeah, doubt. No they doubt. Don't know it. Uh, but there's one person in the history of the Around the NFL podcast that was extremely knowledgeable of the sport. In fact, he's made his life. His life surrounds the game now, the beautiful game. I know that, humble brag. That's what they call it. Uh, it is, of course, one of our favorites of all time. He's on Mount Rushmore. He is the gold standard, Zach Goldman, and he's here for a little World Cup NFL talk. Yeah, Zachy. Yeah, baby. Can't wait. <laughs> What's up, man? We caught you. You're back from Russia, right? You were at the World Cup. I was at the World Cup. I'm back from Russia. I have a little cold, so I apologize for my voice. But, uh, no, not too worse for wear. Having a great uh Great start to the tournament. How are you guys? Very well. Great well, to it's hear. Great. It is great to hear Gold Standard's what voice. A, it's been what, a while. One thing about Gold Standard's <laughs> voice, and we haven't heard it in a while, even with a, you know a chest cold or a head cold or whatever you're battling, your little C, um, <laughs> just such a kind voice. Oh, Listen man. To that thing. You're, you're too kind. That's what I say. Dude, this is great. <laughs> a love this fest. Is, thank you guys for having me. How was, awesome. Ru- how was Russia before we get to it the was, rest of it? It was good. It was good. It was really fun. I think like – for the tournament, it was kind of interesting because you have so many different cultures kind of descending on this place that uh, I think a lot of people never thought that they would get to go to. I, I certainly, I've been there a couple times, but I, I like did not spend a lot of time there at all. And it was just kind of a surreal period of uh, exploring a new culture that I knew very little about, couldn't read any signs and like just met a lot of really interesting people and kind of heard their story and Heard a lot about a place that I uh, really knew very, very little about. Before. What's the food like? Yeah, there? what's the nightlife? The food? I mean, oh, what? Man, what... the food is tremendous. It's kind of like it's, it's like very heavy meals of like doughy meat and potato dishes, which are like, right <laughs> down my alley. Yes, I had a couple very suspicious uh, vodka pours from very large gentlemen who wouldn't let me not drink vodka. Um, <laughs> Suspe- that was a little scary, suspicious in what way, uh, Zach? It was it just like, the quantity or? Well, yeah, it was in, in many ways. It was like just like unmarked bottles of, of what I thought. It was sort of like, is this water or is this vodka? And I knew the answer was going to be vodka. Yeah, um, yeah obviously, because the size, the, unless we were doing water shots. Uh, but no, it was uh, pretty interesting. Like, we went to a lot of like hole in the wall restaurants where I did not know what I was ordering. And a lot of goulash. A lot of goulash, you know. A lot of goulash. A lot of borscht, you know. Borscht. Oh. Hmm. Very good. Super fun. Well, of course, Zach, you are – no one knows more about the beautiful game than you do. Oh, I don't know about that. And, uh, yeah, we need, we need help, obviously. But So this is not going to be some overview or you giving us a, a, a crash course so much as we're going to take our NFL knowledge and where you lack in NFL knowledge and where we lack in soccer knowledge, we're going to try to connect the dots here. And Love it. Based on the way that the segment is set up, it could go horribly wrong because if both sides don't know about something that's central to the conversation, how does the segment work? It, I don't know. It feels like a very high possibility of that happening. <laughs> but so, I, go ahead, Zach. Oh no, I was just going to say. Well, I, I set the you know I set the tone during my tenure there of like 
very half-baked ideas turned into segments that didn't quite pan out, and you guys typically save the day. So I feel like we can just do that for old time's sake. It sounds pretty Far fun. too humble. Uh, yeah, in honor of Zach, I've come up with a half-baked idea, and now we're going to try to make it work. So this is what we're thinking. So with with the World Cup currently going, are we still in the group stage one? Yeah, yeah. still in the group. Group yeah. one? What, what is it called? It's like OTAs. Group stage. Group, group stage. stage. Mm-hmm. Okay. match of the group stage. Eight. That's perfect. So nobody's eliminated yet. A couple teams, Damn very it. small teams are. But United they States. still have another game to play, but there's a few that are mathematical. Oh, yeah. ma- okay, mm-hmm. got it. United well, States good. eliminated. Yes, and we're going to touch on the United States team. So what we're thinking is uh, taking some of the big names, some of the big uh, countries that are in this event, and Zach is going to, with his soccer knowledge, give us kind of an overview of what the team is, kind of a general like characteristics connected to the team, and then we will then lean on our NFL knowledge. And we take the baton and we try to connect which team in the World Cup connects with connects with NFL teams heading into 2018. I, I'm, the premise is decent. Like on paper, it could work. Are you convincing work. yourself? Yeah, but I, I don't this know if we're like gonna be able ch- to pull it off. This is like the Chargers of a segment. On exactly. paper, it's it's great. <laughs> exactly. All right. So Zach, why don't we start? Uh, since we do have so many uh, English listeners. Why don't we start with England uh, and give us a little overview of what this squad is all about. Sure. Um, well, England's interesting. I think just like on a, on a broader level, obviously the heritage of the game in so many ways comes from England. Massive, massive soccer culture. Uh, they won one World Cup in 1966 on home soil, which um, is obviously a very big deal. But since I remember that from a- Mad Men. It, do you? Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. That's how I knew. I, so they've got, they've got a, a, you know, the, amazing tradition around the game, but typically tournaments tend to result in heartbreak. Um, this time they've got a really exciting young team, which is really cool. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know. There's It's, it's sort of like this, uh, this never-ending hype machine around the team. Like people are super negative up until the tournament, then everyone starts to buy in and believe, and then it, it tends to not work out for them. All right, and I'm going I'm to hear from that on Twitter. I'm going to hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who does that sound like to you, ladies and gentlemen? Chargers? I'll throw one out there because Zach suggested it, and I kind of like the Dallas Cowboys. Well, you're, you're talking there – was, there was these incredible high moments. There's a history of and a heritage of glory. Oh, yeah, that's true. And it's been a real – a bit of a rough road yes. uh, now. And far too much attention in general. I like it. Compared to, you know, their chances of winning the Cup or at least their history of winning the Cup. They, they, and it, it's partly because we're here in the States. They probably don't get as much attention everywhere. But Because I, it's so, funny, we just had a conversation, Wes, where you were saying how, you know, the Cowboys get way too much pub and a lot of people feel the same exact way. And in my mentions after we were on, we happened to be doing the pod when England won their World Cup match uh, on Monday, I think it was, uh, people hitting me up on Twitter like, ah, oh, don't bring up England. They get way too much coverage as is. That's the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. All right. That's, are we cool with that, Wes? I was thinking either Packers of Bear, Packers or Bears because they were there at the beginning and people talk more about their history than their present. I like, I like that. that a lot. I like that a lot. Too. Maybe the Bears because uh, basically um, George House was running the league for forever and he was there at the founding of it. I don't know. And the Cowboys have a chance in the NFC if everything breaks right this year. England, could they can they win? Uh, I'm going to do the diplomatic thing and say yes, it is possible. Uh, I don't I don't think that they will. I think this is a really talented team that can get to the quarterfinals or so, but uh, they're they're sort of one cycle away. I think in four years they'll be mm. really 
interesting to watch because they've got a lot of like really good young players from like 17 to 21 or so, and they're not quite in the national team yet. But I think a lot of people have a lot of hope for them. Interesting. One cycle away, the England soccer team away. story. <laughs> mm. uh, <laughs> how about another team, uh, Zach? Let's do it. Um, how about Spain? Uh, Spain's kind of an interesting one. They're you know. For so many years, they were considered really talented chokers. Uh, you know, in, in major tournaments, they would be seemingly pretty stacked, but would never kind of get where they needed to go. And then all of a sudden, uh, they broke through in uh, 2008, really, during the European Championships. They won the 2010 World Cup. And then, um, yeah, since then, they've been pretty much a powerhouse. Obviously, they went out in the group stage last time in the World Cup, but right. they're a super talented team front to back. Is that, the, hmm. is that like, the Patriots? I was going to say, sounds like the Philadelphia Eagles. I would That's take that. I like that one. Yeah, the Goldmans. Uh, They're here to uh, stay. Finally break through after years. There's a creativity the to their playing style. Ooh, yeah. I like that. That works for me. Exactly. And they're known as talented chokers. I mean, the right. Eagles, years and years, True. could not get over the hump and lost mm. all those Andy Reid playoff games. Yeah. Uh, well, one question. You're saying that Spain won a, a while back? They won 2010. The only thing this kind of reminds me of a little bit is the Packers because yes. they won in 2010. Mm. They're extremely talented and have been all along, but I can't think of a team that's choked more in the playoffs with I like insane it. fizzle out scenarios. I like that. Watch out. Nice. The Packers just came from behind, took the lead. All right. Let's, saw it coming. let's do another one. What about France and Mbappe? Is that his name? <laughs> yeah, Mbappe. Very good. Totally. That's a hard one. I mean, yeah. France is. <laughs> France is a really exciting um, team that I think people are really frustrated about the coach, uh, Didier Deschamps. He hasn't really like mm. put together the pieces in the correct way, but people are really excited about the amount of talent they have. I mean, they've, they've left so many good players at home because they literally can't fit them all into the squad. Um, and yeah, just their, their attacking talent is kind of next level. Um, so I, don't, I, I defer to you guys on that one, but I think uh, you know they have a kind of a, a pipeline of incredible attacking players. It doesn't look like slowing down anytime soon. It sounds a little Pittsburgh bit like Steelers. Ah, we always say they have mm-hmm. the best roster in the league. Bingo! And then everyone spends time wondering why Mike Tomlin can't beat Bill, Bill Belichick. Mm. I was going to say the Falcons' weapons. offense because of yeah. Shanahan. Just if you focused on the offense, are they, would you consider them a, a likable team, Goldman? Some buzz. You know that maybe, maybe the Steelers. Th- okay, they are a likable team. I don't know if the Steelers are like uh, America's team right now. Not a bunch of sweethearts. That's, maybe that's not. <laughs> maybe not. Well, give us another. Give us another team, Zach. Alrighty. Um, <laughs> Is it? How's this going? Well, let's let's. I like it. It's you're halftime. Moving, you're moving a little halftime performance review. You're moving along. A little halftime that we. Yeah, this is good. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I feel like for me, I'm like very close to dangerously being found out by the audience right now. Uh, but, <laughs> or us. I just like hearing yeah. Gold Standard's voice. That's the the main yeah, purpose this, behind yeah, this. For me, this, this All is right. so pleasant. All right, we're uh, back from half. Com- commercial free. Belgium. Belgium. All right. Belgium is a team that you wouldn't normally put in kind of the top tier of global soccer nations, but everyone's kind of waiting for them to explode onto the scene. Obviously they've, they've got a tremendously stacked team at pretty much every single position, but none of those players have really coalesced into anything for the national team. They got it. They got to the uh, quarterfinals of the world cup last time. Um, they were eliminated in pretty embarrassing fashion by Wales in the last European championship. But basically what they are is they've got a great defense and kind of a stacked young core 
uh, of players who have finally come of age, but no one's sure if they can get all the way to like a World Cup final yet. This I don't, was I don't a know brainer. Well, I don't know about embarrassing yeah. exit from the playoffs, but how about the Jacksonville Jaguars? Be the Jags. Yeah, Jags. Everything connects there, and and Gold Standard also put that together in our pre-production. I did a lot meeting. of googling right before. Home run. He did a nice job. That's clearly Belgium is the Jaguars. Yeah, yeah. I, I gave I Gold wanna... Standard some credit for how he's describing these teams because he's drawing parallels to yes. NFL. I, you does know, by yeah. the way he lost here if he did does not Belgium do have like a really bad like goalkeeper <laughs> that's holding the team back <laughs> or something? Not a bad goalkeeper, but they have a coach who's really interesting. I don't know if, how this one fits out. Uh, how this Doug Marone, but. They've got yeah, I mean, well, they've got Roberto Martinez, who everyone thinks he's a super smart, like really articulate guy, but no one's actually sure if he's a good coach mm. or not. I don't know if that. Mm. Fits. That's not really helping the Jaguar no, Jaguars no, scenario too it. much. So. What, what yeah. I'm getting from you though, Zach, is that despite your professed you know appreciation of your your time with us. Not necessarily still a regular listener of the Around the NFL <laughs> podcast. Hasn't been keeping up with you know American football too much. I go, you know, I go in waves every now and again. I, I check in. I have no. It's it's my faith in you guys. You're doing such an incredible job without me that like I just <laughs> great answer. Well done. Wow. Perfect answer. All right, uh, let's time for two more because I want to get to the U.S. last, but uh, we okay. should we should uh, discuss the defending. World Cup champions. Is that Let's is defending a word? Do they use that in World Cup yeah. terms? Okay, good. Nailed it. Yes. Nailed it. Defending champs. Uh, so, Germany. Uh, I, I don't know how one would describe them. I guess throughout history, they've just kind of been this ruthlessly dominant soccer power. Um, but <laughs> they, I mean, I, I know exactly who we're picking for this already, but they've yeah. just been, they're, they're a machine. <laughs> Deeply like, unlikable? Deeply, I mean, to me, deeply unlikable. You might, I might. It's like Malkovich is doing this. They're a machine marching on. The Germans. I, I, can't, I can't imagine who we're picking for this. Would you no. say that? Do they kind of exist almost on a throne of ease within that culture? Throne of ease for sure. Um, yeah, I think uh, there's probably there's probably a uh, a boss somewhere in the German <laughs> soccer news office. Uh, but no, I mean they've got a, a coach. Yogi Love, who's like basically every time he loses a player, like last time when they won the World Cup, a ton of like the core of the squad left. Yeah. And then he found dudes just like young players in the German league who seamlessly fit into the team. Like wow. some, some under, I think this is falling into place. Some undersized yeah. slot receivers. And- Un- a lot of undersized whites. <laughs> so definitely the LA Rams right now. Go ahead. Yeah. And they cheat every, every once in a while? <laughs> every now and again, you know. They, they, everyone cheats in soccer. Come on. That's true. Football, too. Uh, yeah, well, we, we don't even have to say it, I guess. We don't. I think everyone yeah, knows. No. Yeah. Well, a nice connection because, you know, my dad, Tom Rosenthal, born in Germany, so it all comes together. There you go. We're Perfect. Well, look at that. And finally, although it's a bit of a cheat, but we are a United States-based podcast, uh, the Americans did not qualify to great disgrace for the entire nation, let's face it. And for a casual fan like me, crushing, because it's really fun to root for the U.S. every four years in this tournament, even though they never go deep. We lost that ability. Who are who is the NFL equivalent of the Americans, the United States? Give us a rundown of that squad. Yeah, I mean, I really haven't come with an answer on this one because it's pretty hard. So I, I'll, I'll defer to you guys. But basically, we're. I think there's a very questionable system in place, and that's kind of the main downfall. I think we're as talented in some ways as we've ever been in terms of like the actual pool of players, but uh, a bunch of things sort of systemically have broken down. We haven't like. We, we fired our coach halfway through uh, the qualifying cycle and didn't really replace him with someone with much of a plan. 
we have like this kind of weird we have an amazing player Christian Pulisic and then like very little supporting cast offensively um defensively we're a little bit of a mess too so I don't know who that sounds like. I know who this is. Mark, Mark. Well, now, I don't. there's a fresh start here, but it reminds me of the New York Giants. You have one amazing star player. You've got essentially, you said defense a little shaky. You fired yeah. your coach midway through the season. And you think the Giants, you keep thinking there's a lot of promise. You always, I, I picked them to go but to the, the Super Giants Bowl. Giants have a pedigree. That, yeah, the problem is well, the, the okay, history. The history, the history. Another history. one, another rich, one came sir. to my mind quickly when you said an organizational, structural problem. Uh, yeah. A lot of talent, but then when you watch it on the field, kind of blah. And I thought about the Cincinnati. Bengals. Oh, no, I was afraid you were going to say that. I I mean, too. You're probably it's, right. It's the system. And, oh. you know, maybe they're now they're drafting some good players. They've got one big offensive superstar in A.J. Green. But then you watch it and it's just that works, too. We struggle to get out of the first round. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. I was going to say the Jeff Fisher Rams. That's even worse. <laughs> that is bad. I mean, one thing, gold standard, on a scale of 1 to 10, not even being a U.S. soccer fan, but this, this, it's not like the sport was introduced to our country five years ago. <laughs> on, on a scale of 1 to 10, how disgraceful is it that we could not get into this tournament? Uh, it's a 1. It's a 1 because I basically, like, you have to imagine that, like, there's – I know that each year there's a certain division in the NFL that's not very good and, like, a 6 and 10 team gets in, but – CONCACAF, our region that we qualify from, which is North America, Caribbean, and Central America, like, you should be able to basically put together, like, a 4-12 and season and get into the World Cup, and, like, we couldn't do that. So it's a 10. It's a 10. Wow. Yeah, it's a 10. Gotcha. It's a 10. Oh, a 10. Uh, okay. Uh, well, it's... Zach, you, you said it all. You came in here and you, you conquered. <laughs> and um, you... What are you up to? Are we get a plug-in for what you're doing right now or anything? Uh, sure, even your Twitter yeah, handle, whatever, right. you, whatever you want. Sure. Okay, great. I have a little company called Common Goal. We're a sports marketing and business development agency, and we do nerdy soccer stuff pretty much. So it's been good, but I miss you guys, and I, I want to come in to uh, NFL HQ and get some like barbecue with you guys. I don't know come too by. many people that own little companies, so this, yeah. is, uh, this is cool. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> Yeah, we no, got. We knew that. we knew Gold Standard when he was here. He was too smart for us. Like long no. long term, he was. Oh, yo, yes, a better path. Yeah, we got we got barbecue with Zach about a year ago. We got to do that again. So Let's fo- do it. follow him on Twitter if you don't already at that damn Yank. Uh, and yes, he's uh, common goal. Where is football? All that good stuff. Zach, thank you. You you, you hit a home run, and I'm not shocked. Thank you guys. Thanks, Very Zach. Thanks, man. Thank you guys. The Gold Standard. Turn that up, Lindsay. Okay. You can turn it down. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we go, yes, it is time uh, to welcome in uh, a man who he's the longest of the long shots. Let's face it. Here he comes into the studio. Dave Ely, the news senior news editor downstairs in the newsroom. And uh, and he's known Wes for a long time now. How long has it been, Dave? Four or five years, maybe. At like least that. five years. Yeah. And so four or five years, you've known Wes and you're both bald men, uh, and also uh, you've had a uh, – Wes, how would you characterize your relationship with Dave first starting as a fellow employee and then him being your boss? I'd say, um, it, it, I'd say a work relationship with mutual respect. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say we're tremendously close just in the sense that we haven't shared a lot of um, – experiences outside of the workplace. He did come to WrestleMania and drink the champagne of beers. So that's He's been in your that's home. good. He's been um, at your home. But uh, I do have a lot of respect for Dave. He makes good decisions. He uh, manages the crew well. 
<clears throat> and Vegas, of course, Dave Ely, um, has you installed 290 to 1. Ouch. The odds, The odds have not moved all week, though, because I think Vegas senses there's a shot at a miracle here, that you, this what you're about to do, which is pitch yourself to be Wes's best man at his wedding in Tybee Island next year. There's a, there's a sense in the air that you have a shot here, that uh, this isn't just some stupid podcast stunt mm. uh, in Despite late Despite Wes June. just saying they're not tremendously close. Right. Well, there's time to make up yeah. to that. This is the, the opportunity wedding's not for a year. We can get close. <laughs> right. Touche. So this is, ma- is that a threat. <laughs> I mean, so, let me just set before we throw it to Dave. Let's just set the table here, Wes, because I want you. This is this is serious. And I want you to understand that don't feel compelled to make a decision one way or another. If you do, if you're blown away one way or the other, certainly express it. Um, but if you if you think. Maybe this is he, – he planted seeds, if you will. If he does that, you have every right to say, well, I'm not ready to make an announcement, but thank you, Dave. I'm going to keep an open mind because there's nothing to lose by keeping an open mind. It would be good for the podcast. It would be good for me if out of nowhere I get a new best friend. That's true. You know, it, it, un, it's an unexpected gift if Dave Ely becomes my best friend. And Connie Fox behind the glass One now. way to put yes. it. I'm a fun yes. best friend. Uh, how's that perspective, by the way? It's very different. Uh, I have some distance from you guys physically. There's yeah. a wall now between us. But, always uh, has been. Glass. Yeah, there has. I just always keep that wall up. Uh, <laughs> D- Dave Ely, I don't know I don't know if I ever call you by your uh, full name, but how you feeling have you right ever, Have you ever even ever spoken before? It's usually like, yeah, hey. Yeah, but oh, it's okay. usually like, cheers. Can, I get yeah. a, can you grab me a beer from over there? Or like, <laughs> do you want the sandwich? We, we had a fun <laughs> Like bonding on the bench of the softball team two years ago. Yeah, that yeah. was great. Okay, then that's good because you you know all of us well. But now this what this is about is about Dave and it's about Wes and it's about one of the more sacred things anyone can do for anyone, which is to be the best man at a wedding. Sacred. I mean, I, that is special. I would say that Vegas is slightly optimistic. On this, you know, I was going to say it would be like Villanova knocking over Georgetown in 85. Right. But if you factor in, look, just making the tournament, Dave and I haven't known each other our whole lives. I've built up all, I have brothers, I have friendships. Yeah. It would be like a 16th seed winning the entire tournament. Right. I've I've put my uh, pretend money on another bet that's out there. Uh, plus two hundred. He doesn't even get invited to the wedding. Were you? Were you even born uh, in nineteen eighty-five? For a second, a sixteen seed did just win a game in the tournament. Oh, yeah, won a game. Did so win the tournament. Ely's trying to be Cinderella. But you're not. Yes, I've always used myself as. But also, you can win one game. You can win the next game. You make the point that there was a sixteen-one upset for the first time this year. But you're not looking just to get into the second round. I want it all. Okay. Now, without further ado, uh, Dave Ely standing at a platform. Uh, looking uh, spiffy in a, a jean jacket uh, and mm-hmm. just things things looking up for Dave. But now the pressure is on to, to give the speech of a lifetime to change the course of two men's lives. <laughs> Dave? Okay, so I have, is yours. I have three pieces of the platform. First off, you said we're not very close. That plays to my advantage. Think of all the tough decisions you're going to have to face. You pick some random person, everyone can be mad. You're not going to upset only one or two people. All of your brothers will be offended. It's They'll true. be offended. It's true. They'll just, then they'll put the blame on me, which is the other part. You need a fall guy. Hmm. Something goes wrong at the wedding. <laughs> blame it on Dave. Someone, there's, a, there's an unruly family member. Blame it on Dave. I can even <laughs> escort the family member outside of the wedding. Take care of that. I can be the fixer. There's a lot of things that I can do for you. And also... I don't know if you've ever heard about this, but my college girlfriend once dealt me, so I know love when I see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys have the love that we did not have, so that I, I value that. Well, you I had it, but that. she took it from you. She did, but yeah. I don't think Lakeisha would do that to you. No. 
Um, and also, if you want to hear a potential type of toast I'll give, I have a, I have a toast ready to give. All right. It's kind of your tryout. Yep. And you can't toast without champagne. Wow! Look You're at doing this. great. This is, Whoa! Well, look at this. He brings... I hear winning me over. This is great. I Ubered here today. It's not only champagne, it's sparkling rosé, just the finest from California. Wow. Oh, what a moment. Look at this. He's doing it. He's opening it up. Ladies and gentlemen, Ely has come like... Oh, God. Almost like Gallagher. Oh, this will be great time. No, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I was told I could. He's going to take out a $30,000 camera. That'll okay. be fine. I do that. Cork's not going to break anything. Are you doing like a, a thing there you to go. open that? Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> All right. Look at that. Like nope. a pro. Whoa, whoa. Like a pro. <laughs> let, Everyone let gets the, a glass. Let Vegas and the judges note that he opened it up without incident, and it's a perfect pour. A perfect you, pour. You need a best man that can pop bottles. You I'll know what? These down. You know what you really need from a best man? The ability to make a moment come alive, and you just did. Wow. Way to go. What a statement by Wes. I would also Showing make his hand, I, perhaps, just a, a factual note here. Wes is David Ely, or David Ely is Wes's boss, but also Lakeisha's boss. So oh. yeah. you are dealing with you want you know, a month on honeymoon. I mean, <laughs> I can make that happen. All right. So, all right. We all have our glasses. Uh, Colin, you want to run in here? Yeah. Okay. Well, we got plenty of football cups to go around. This is really... Uh, well, okay, you've done the pour now. Now it's time to come in for the landing now, This is Dave. yours, Mark. All right, time to come in for the landing, Dave. This is... Testing on, testing one, two. Testing one, two. All right, here we go. This is Dave Ely now making his pitch, apparently. The floor is his. Good evening, everyone. <laughs> now, I know what you all are thinking. Who is this guy? Because I don't know really any of you. My name's Dave Ely. I'm Chris's and Lakeisha's boss. Back in Culver at NFL Network. And you know what? God damn, this was a beautiful ceremony. I got tears in my eyes. <laughs> Just thinking about this. And you know what? Again, I don't know if you've heard about this, but my college girlfriend once dumped me. Oh, no. Oh, brutal. So, I, so I know love. I know the love that bonds Chris and Lakeisha. And that's real love. That's the notebook love. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> To Wes and Lakeisha. Wow. To Wes and Lakeisha. Lakeisha. That was a powerful message. Nice pop culture reference. Why buy the cow when you're giving away the milk for free right here? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So there it is. That is, that's the toast. That's a. Short and sweet. They're not here to see me. Wow. And he gets his role. He gets his role and he gets, he gets the David Ely experience to say one thing. Whoever does wind up being the best man, if it's not David Ely, that person is on the fence to come up with something better than he just did right <laughs> now. And, and just like you study the All-22 film, if it's not Dave, and let's face it, even despite that, and we don't know, we haven't heard from Wes yet, that you study what Dave just did. You better. It was very well done. All right, Wes, um, Dave is at your mercy right now. You have three options from, from as far as I can tell. Yes, you're my best man. And that, I mean, that would be wild <laughs> no uh, no it's just not as much as I like you it's just not under consideration it's just it's too fast maybe it's just the door's still open and uh, now it's Wes's time I don't want to shut down the dream uh, you know I'm not here for that yeah. I if, if he's got a year and if he wants to continue this I'm open to um, listening to his his strengths 
Um, I will say after this, after listening to that speech, like I don't think he knows the person getting married very well. <laughs> it was more like a maid of honor speech to give oh. to hey, shout out hey. to shout out the notebook they're, at my wedding. They're very yeah. rarely good, by the way, and Listen, also to bring up his own ones. romantic situation. It was, I mean, I, maybe you did, Colleen, but in my experience, it's something that ladies have to work. Well, it was a lot about you know, it wasn't a lot this about you and Lakeisha necessarily. It was a lot about be, using him as a shield <laughs> for the rest of your family, a fall guy, and you know what? That was that was a good. I thought you made three excellent points mm. um blame it on dave could easily become my credo it could be a hashtag uh, yes blame Ooh. it on dave by the way like the best man relationship doesn't just end when the wedding does it goes on and on so he could continue to blame you for things I, for the I rest of his life dad i have been a best man before gave the toast and afterward the wife came up to me and said i'm surprised that went well <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he could surprise everybody okay well, yeah. i, I, I would have kept that one close to the vest, are you but, concerned okay. david ely because you mentioned you're the boss of of Chris and Lakeisha, um, that you have the full support of both sides here. That you're gonna that that Lakeisha is gonna support this. That, that you're confident in your management. Wes strikes me as the guy that will make this decision for the best man that he wants. <laughs> also, <laughs> that I, that honeymoon agree with. on the line. In, wow, interesting angle. Just dismissing the wife right there. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, I'm playing. I'm I'm playing shoot sing again. Blame, All right, blame it on Dave. Blame it on Dave. You had the the window. We're gonna now. He's keeping it open. West is key. I think that's a victory for you. We'll see what Vegas says about it, but I think that's a small victory. That might be a 16-1 upset, and, but now you're in the second round against better competition, potentially. Ely, you have a year now to court West. What's the first thing you will do? Top off his cup. Oh, this guy, yes. this guy just gets it. He just sort of gets it. Whoa, extra points. Vegas just gave him a few points there. Um, all right, there you go. Dave, nice job. Well done. Uh, and... Love will come calling for you eventually. Actually, I have some sparrows in the street that's saying, hey, things aren't so bad on Love Lane. <laughs> hmm. This could be a little tit for tat, so to speak. Yeah, after just like a large-scale disaster <laughs> no intended. in his previous long, uh, <laughs> long-term relationship, <laughs> things are finally looking up, uh, looking up Ely's way. So great times. Dave, great work. Thanks, guys. Wes, thank you for your time. Oh, no, it's a sacred process. As I said, this is a sacred process, and there's nothing to be gained by shutting this down. I mean, there's only something to be gained by yeah. considering how great Dave Ely could become a part of yeah. my life. You are my boss, too, so I just want to say I thought you did an excellent yeah. job. You handled that very, very well. <laughs> there's only there's only leverage to be gained by having your boss under your thumb for an entire year. It's <laughs> <laughs> All right. We it's will not be the back. angle I was coming from. <laughs> We will be back. And by we, I mean the Around the NFL podcast. I will be going away next week. Uh, so the gentleman will hold down the fort uh, and there will be another show on Monday. So make sure you check that out. Check out the subreddit uh, Around the NFL and leave comments. on. Around- I'm not going to be here if you're not going to be here. Okay. Well, we could work that out after the show. There might be a large-scale shutdown of the operation. Uh, so do all that. And thank you for listening. This is Dan Hansa signing off. Four. Quiet Storm, the mailman, the old boss, Connie Fox, Dave Healy, senior news editor. Well done, Dave. Nice. Till Monday. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 